Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome along to the podcast. It's Rob Riles as is customary welcoming you along to another episode. Now just to give you a little bit of perspective, I'm sitting again up in the Peak District. I'm overlooking the beautiful roaches in the valley below and it's uh, it's a very calm but cloudy but beautifully cloudy day and I've just taken to coming here as what seems to be a wonderful place to record the podcast. I don't know why. It's only a few minutes from where I live and I'm very blessed with that. And to be able to record the podcast in this environment as the sun starts to shine through on a a quiet Sunday is completely fantastic. So leader, manager, coach, what on earth am I talking about leading, managing and coaching, particularly in the beautiful game, but as you know, in the wider context of sport and for life itself. Talking about such things, well, what I'm going to share with you today is pretty personal in terms of the the three things that I'm going to talk about. And as you know, I like to make this podcast about you so that you can develop on whatever it is, whatever mission, whatever journey, whatever ambition you have. And as you know, Leader Manager Coach is about self-development because without self-development, you cannot really develop others or teams or or cultures or organizations or businesses or even families. It does start with ourselves. And the three things I'm going to talk about today just kind of popped into my mind. So here we go. It's leading, managing and coaching. Now, there are, I've got, amongst many other things, three, you might consider them really strange things to be passionate about. But those three things, as I say, amongst other things that just grab me, are lighthouses, oak trees, and probably the most bizarre to you, chimneys. What on earth, you may be thinking, is he on about? Bear with me, stick with me. So why talk about these bizarre items, subjects, on a sporting podcast? Well, because I believe the analogies from them are just amazing in terms of leadership, success, 
personal development, helping others, finding your own way in life and being the real you, the key to real happiness. So, I won't go into too much about why I find them amazing, but I just do. I think lighthouses just hold this, and I'm sure it's true for many people, this amazing these amazing structures just hold people's imagination and have so many stories around them about life. You know, you've got lighthouses that stand on the most brutally dangerous open places where nature is can be at its most fierce at the edge of the ocean where there are no prisoners taken and yes are man-made but stand as beacons of success if you like and man's ability to create and they withstand withstand time weather nature and are examples of things that last and have a longevity and then there are oak trees amongst other type of trees but oak trees that are maybe one of the grandest and can grow to the most substantial size of the English trees if I can use that term not being a biologist And they just inspire you. They are hundreds of years old, some of them. And have seen, if they do see and experience, lifetimes and lifetimes of lifetimes and lifetimes. And last of all, chimneys, which is probably the most bizarre. But I'll come back to that in a minute. So first of all, what have these three things got in common? And how does that relate to leading, managing and coaching? Well, number one, here's just my opinion on it. They all go upwards. They're all built or grow against gravity. Sometimes to many, many, many feet high or meters high. And that for me symbolizes the constant struggle, the constant battle, which will ultimately end in defeat with small victories on the way. But the constant battle of life from birth through all our ages of childhood and infancy childhood Adolescence, maturity, middle age, old age, if we get the blessing of having years to our own ultimate demise, physically. So it's an analogy of constantly growing, 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 growing and growing against gravity because gravity is always pulling down and we have to do things to counteract that as we do in life. 
because if we just allow ourselves to be blown about by nature, you know, we won't achieve what it is that's within us. We have to apply that will, which is what we're gifted with. Number two. These three things all provide a service. Lighthouses were built and are built, were built to give seafarers warning of where they were, of dangerous terrain, hidden rocks that have bought or can bring ships to disaster and a loss of life. Oak trees obviously are part of the ecosystem taking in the carbon dioxide, giving out the oxygen, the nutrients for animals, for birds. Part of the cycle of life, as Disney puts it, and the trees lose their leaves, they go into the ground, they provide the fertilization for future growth, and so it continues. And chimneys take away the unwanted products of processes, whether that's industrial or domestic, from fires and heating and chemical processes, so that you're left with the good and you or you're kept warm or whatever the situation is. Often the service is unseen. We don't look and see how chimneys function, we just see them standing there. We cannot see what oak trees do. And we don't always see, particularly in the daytime, what a lighthouse does. It does its work at nighttime when we're probably asleep. We probably never see a lighthouse, or very rarely working and functioning. But all these three things do their work day in, day out, often unseen, unnoticed, quietly doing what it is they do. Number three, yes, they're inanimate. Two of them are certainly inanimate if we look at it in terms of quantum theory. The other one, as far as we know, doesn't talk, the oak tree. But we don't hear complaints. Oh, it's too hot being a chimney. Oh, it's too cold being an oak tree out here. Oh, it's a bit frightening being a lighthouse. Now, don't think I'm crazy. I'm just using an analogy. But they don't complain. They just do what they're there to do. They're like the example of the soldier in a letter to Garcia, the deliverer of the message. They just do what they're asked to do. Period. Number four. All of them have tremendous foundations which are what enable them to be in the first place. The bigger the tree, the greater the taproot the more extensive the roots and the foundations have to be. It's probably 
Again, I'm not a biologist, but it's probably a direct relationship. I'm sure I'm not an engineer, but I'm sure the same with lighthouses, structures, buildings and chimneys. There has to be a relevant foundation to the weight and the size and the height of the structure. They all have amazing foundations. Number five, they all take relatively, in our instant world today, a long time to come to fruition and fully being a fully functional object. Months and years maybe to build a chimney. Months and years maybe to build a lighthouse. And certainly years to create a mature oak tree. Number six, the work they do could be classified as hard, dirty work that many don't want to do. And number seven, all of them have connections, but often they stand alone. A lighthouse is an only structure often, isolated, exposed, at the vanguard, in a place where it has to be. Like a beacon. A chimney protrudes upwards often in a skyline. You can pick it out, standing apparently alone. And often, although you see them in glades and woodlands and all the rest of it, you may see an oak tree standing alone, dealing with the elements. So those are just seven characteristics or aspects that I've pulled out. So what's that got to do with leading, managing and coaching? Well, let's just run through them. Number one, the fight against gravity. Your success journey, your program, your fitness regime, your business development, your growth, your Olympian dreams, your professional football ambitions, your international career ambitions, whatever they are, they will take many months and many years of struggle and work and hardship and effort and application and defeats and standing up and starting again. It will not be a given or an easy journey. Number two, you have to provide a service. You cannot be self-centered enough just to live and operate on your own. As an athlete, you have to provide amazing services to, to the world in terms of people enjoying your performance. As a coach, as a manager, you're going to have to love your players. You're going to have to deal with them. You're going to have to bring them on. You're going to have to serve them and help them achieve. And as a player, you're going to have to serve your supporters, your manager, your coaching team, your club, your community. You have to serve in whatever capacity you choose. 
it's always best not to complain. Somebody once told me about the four C's. I think it was don't complain, don't condemn, don't compare. And I can't remember the last one. The three C's then. We often find ourselves complaining and moaning and crying and decrying our situations. I did it myself this week. It's a human trait. Doesn't mean it's great. Doesn't mean you should beat up, beat up on yourself. Let's just get on with our work quietly. And do it. And get on with it as it comes in the Rudyard Kipling's great poem, if. Without breathing a word about your loss. Number four. You have to have amazing foundations. An overnight success after 25 years. Hard work. Just listening again to one of my other heroes this week. On another podcast, Bruce Springsteen. By the age of 21. Or in his early 20s anyway. He talks about having four aces on his side in order to move him on to success. And one of those was at already in his early 20s having a decade of hard playing experience behind him. Reading about the new Chelsea manager or the relatively new Chelsea manager to Chelsea. Cut his teeth at club where he's practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced his sessions and developed his own way not just arrived on the scene as a new kid on the block never done it before it's all there all that experience you need to put in the work to build the foundation listen to the podcasts read the books study the the annuals the manuals whatever they are speak to people network and go out and do the practice. Number five, be in the long game. Be in it for the long game. Nothing wrong with a quick success, nothing wrong with speeding things up, nothing wrong with being ultra efficient, trying to get things done quicker. It's the way of progress to want to be like that. But there is a beat and a rhythm to life that will allow you to do things at a certain pace. And sometimes we have to relax into it, get into the flow and be in it for the long game. That's why you have to find out what it is that you want to do and want to be. Because you're in it for the long game. Next one, recognize that sometimes a lot of what you do is hard, dirty work that other people will not be prepared to do. Sitting up at all, late at night doing session plans, reviewing, watching games when everybody else is having a drink, being early at the training ground, day after day after day, doing extra in the afternoons and the evening. Spending a weekend doing something doesn't mean ignore your family, your loved ones, your downtime. It just means you've got to be prepared for the work and the grind. And last one. Sometimes 
you've got to be prepared to stand alone. Now, let me put this into context. I'm all for joint ventures. I'm all for two plus two equals seven. I'm all for working together for teams, for cultures, for organisations. I am not for independent graft. We have to have connections. We have to have relationships. But sometimes you've got to also stand alone at times. And it will feel like you are alone at times. And maybe that's the lesson. Really, you're not. The oak tree's not alone. It has an underground network. The chimney's not alone because it belongs probably to part of another building. And the lighthouse is not alone because it has people who maintain it and all the rest of it. But get the analogy. So there's about six or seven lessons that I've just created from thinking about other things. So just, if you don't like the analogies, remove the analogies and just take those lessons. That constant fight we all have to be engaged in. That service attitude we always all have to have. That constant work about not complaining and bemoaning our own situations. That rejigging of focus to build our foundations constantly stronger and stronger and stronger. A constant tweaking to make sure we're thinking long-term, not quick, short-term gain. Understanding that a lot of it is the grind and is hard, dirty work without the TV cameras, without the glory. And sometimes we have to make decisions and we'll feel like we're standing alone. Seven lessons from three bizarre things. Just thought I'd share those with you. I hope they've helped. Catch you again. Bye-bye.